every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. On today's episode, we got our good friend, Andrew Cutts. He is a uh, photographer, Ariel Joan operator, DJ, uh, foodie uh, out here in Las Vegas. And today we're gonna, we want to kind of like dive deep into his brain and kind of find out, you know, what his thoughts are when it comes to, uh, you know, some important issues like, you know, mistakes people make out here in Las Vegas for photography, maybe even drone footage or, you know, some common misconceptions of photography. So, Andrew, do you want to give yourself a little intro, kind of tell us who you are? Uh, my name is Andrew Cuts. Um, my IG is Andrew Photo. <laughs> Let's rewind that. No. Uh, Andrew Photo LV. Uh, at, at. <laughs> Dude, that little crick literally threw me off. Sorry, Doug. Like, yeah, don't pay attention to Chuck. I'm trying not to, but he's looking right at me. It's so distracting sometimes. <laughs> I'm Jeez. just gonna be looking at you, bro. So you gotta let's see how good you are, bro. Is, is this your, your your first live stream, bro? Like, as far as yeah. like being interviewed on a podcast? Yeah. yeah is it awesome. intimidating? Is it? Int- is it? Because like the, the thing is, the- okay. So like me and Chuck, we do this. This is our twelfth episode now. We've kind of gotten used to like being in front of the camera, not because we're not directly looking at the camera. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're just rolling. Mm-hmm. So, but for us, this is kind of like something that we've already done a couple of times. So we're kind of like used to talking and. But I, I heard that for some people that come on for the first time, it can be a little intimidating. Is, 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 it, is it intimidating or is it are people just? I don't think it's really so much intimidating. I think it's more so you just want to make sure that you're, you're, you know, in a creative mind's process, it's all over the place. So when you're being asked questions, you're literally multiple choicing yourself on your answers. You're going to mm. sit there and go, OK, what do I, you know what I mean? Like, what should I say? And. What shouldn't I say? Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. And then it all depends on the situation. Yeah, that's, but, ki- that's kind of something that people always uh, tell me, too. Like, uh, whenever, b- before we go live, they'll say, oh, is this edited, right? Because sometimes people say things that they don't mean to say or they or they say things a certain way that they don't want it to come out. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, like, no, just we don't really edit our, our uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Aside from trimming the beginning and the ending of it, mm-hmm. we don't really edit it. So it just kind of, like, you, you, don't, you don't have to censor yourself, but also know that whatever you say is kind of, like... In, in in there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, aside from the fact that we're live streaming, it mm-hmm. goes out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about you, man. Like, I'm sorry, Chuck cut you off, but, uh, yeah, so you were saying you're you're a photographer, video, aerial videographer, and... Uh, well, how'd we meet? How did let's we start, meet? Let, yeah, let's start with that and give kind of a little, a little bit of a foundation, so then that way, okay. you yeah, know, people can... That's a good idea. Well, I met Andrew uh, when we were doing... It was the first Insta meet that I ever went to. Yeah. Uh, it must have happened sometime last year. I want to say in August, August, September last year. Mm-hmm. It might have been. Uh, it was one of those portrait vibe meetups downtown. You know, uh, never been to one, so I kind of didn't know what to expect. So, I, you know, I just kind of showed up. And I saw you there with the Rotolite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, saw, you, saw you were kind of like running the game as far as like, you know, the lighting came. And, you know, I, th- I think you, you, yeah, you think you did bring your own Rotolite and kind of like you, you knew what you were doing. And I can tell that. Uh, and even when we first met in the parking lot for that meetup, like I had already chopped it up with him and kind of like said, oh, this is who you are. This is what you do. Oh, I think that that was the first time I, I found out what moody portraiture was because at that point I didn't even know what that was. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've done photography before, but I'd never done portraiture work. So, right. um, but yeah, that's where I met him. Where, where'd you meet him? Somewhere else? He met, he met me somewhere who are else. You? Yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. It's some guy that you hired off the street, huh? You're okay. Just, I understand how you are when yeah. it comes to like, charity work yeah so oh, here, bro. Snap. good good for you man good for you <laughs> so h- how did you get into photography bro 
Oh man, good question. Um, multiple choice, multiple choice, multiple choice. Yeah. No, uh, actually, I got into photography about uh, before I was so rudely interrupted. I got into <laughs> photography about. Uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Like <laughs> literally, uh, I didn't seven, do shit that time, bro. Seven, that. Uh, seven or eight years ago, I actually bought my first. Um, let me see if I can remember. Uh, it was the A. 65 the alpha 65 so the dslr and i bought that as a combo with the kit lens and the kit lens was a uh a65 not a6500 right no the a65 okay. dslr seven years ago so it still oh, had dang. the click 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 you wait know, wait the, so what what company the, was that sony sony yeah Sony. damn you're sony gang all straight day. sony dude, dude. for real yeah so i did that and then i bought the a 77 that's what it was i bought the a77 and then i had um and these are the predecessors to what is now you know actually the predecessor the infant or the one that started it all as far as mirrorless were the nex line and so i had the nex5 and you mm -hmm. so you had the nex3 the nex5 the nex5 c i think it was or a and then you went to the six then you went to the seven and then people were like okay you guys are trying a little too hard and then they came out with the 6,000 and the 5,000 and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. But um, that's that's how I got started, you know. And I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, you know, out at Red Rock on a tripod in 98-degree weather with a telephoto lens, zoomed all the way out, taking pictures of lizards, mm. you know. Oh, wait, so <laughs> you started off with, like, nature stuff, like <clears throat> more, more out, uh, landscape? It was, it, was, it was literally like, you know, I had no, no idea. Yeah, hobby. I had no idea what I was challenging myself. I'm one of those that, like, you know, if I find something that I want to do, I, um, back then, seven years ago, YouTube was strong, but it wasn't developed as, as it is now, you know what I mean? Or just your cross-platforms, whether or not it's social media and if you go back farther, MySpace and so on and so forth. But um, I started getting into that, and then I started to do some type of, like, I guess, uh, portraiture, if you would want to call it like that. It was like mm -hmm. the, the bad version of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I have no Wait, problem. Wait, so how long ago did you start getting into portraiture? Man. I guess that would um, be the question. Seriously, though? Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah, where I literally... You know where I literally like locked down, and I was like, okay, I see where this is going. Like, you know, the the big intimidation when it comes to portraiture is interacting with another person. Yeah. Because a lot of people know how to talk at people, but they don't know how to talk to people, mm -hmm. and especially when you're like directing somebody, because you know when you're when you're shooting a model or you're shooting a subject, you know, you want to direct them in a way where you can do it um, respectfully. Right. You know what I mean? Because you have to remember, even though they are a mannequin, pretty much, because whatever their outfit is or if you're, you know, branding, if you're, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, you still nonetheless, in order to be able to get what you want to be able to get, you have to be able to uh, talk to them, you know, talk to them instead of at them. Right. And what equipment were you using at first? Like strobe photography and all that? Or <clears throat> yeah, because I kind of know you for... Uh, lighting, concept you know, lighting, like, yeah, yeah, concept lighting with yeah. like you know three point or yeah. or using like creatively. Did you did you start off? Using I bought I bought the uh, the video bricks, you know, the bricks that people used for video. The ones so with the, was, the CR the CRI was like eighty. Yeah, it was 50. just you know, and and I it mean straight it's, green. <laughs> oh, straight, you know, and I mean like it's like that blue white, you know, ugly light, you know what I mean, and um, then I would just put like gels on it, start experimenting with that, but. It went back, man, like two years ago, I got on Facebook and I was in, in one of the like creative, you know, communities, uh, pages and stuff. And, um, 
I noticed a photographer had posted a couple, two or three pictures. Um, and I reached out to that photographer and I said, Hey, um, would you mind if I edited these? Because I had been into illustration and animation and stuff like that for a very long time. And so I felt that I could, you know, put it in Photoshop and kind of mess with it and, you know, do whatever. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And that person ended up being Daquan. And oh, okay. so, you know, literally, uh, um, like a week later I had reached out to him and, uh, they were going up to Red Rock to shoot, you know, some ideas with a couple models and stuff. And, and uh, I said, Hey man, would you mind if I tagged along and, uh, let me bring my drone now, mind you, two years ago, drones were still, Ooh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now they're, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh, look a drone, you know, but, um, so I brought the drone out was flying it around, getting like aerial footage of the shoot, got some, you know, some cool dronies and, and stuff like that. But, um, that was the first time I actually was sitting around and standing around watching people who actually knew what they were doing, mm -hmm. you know, and of course I didn't technically know what they were doing. I was simply just watching, okay, I'm noticing this person is constantly positioning themselves in different ways and they're, they're actually bending their knees and they're, you know, they're getting that shot. The angle is not just a tripod, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. so, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, that was pretty much where it started. And then once I started to, uh, I want to say 40% of my knowledge probably comes from Daquan. Really? Oh, Easily. 40% of my knowledge. Now, now, and I have no problem giving him credit for that, too. But there, there were other photographers as well, uh, um, Jay um, Marlin, who's uh, refills, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, Fabio. And, like, you know, there's, there, there's plenty of photographers out there that <clears throat> I've learned. But, you know, we're, we're such a... Um, we're such an introverted mentality when it comes to the process and everybody's really protective of, you know, what they do. That's yeah, now do well, when you say we, do you mean like photographers in general? I just mean in my experience. Okay. I'm going to say in my experience because it's not, it's, yeah, I'm just going to say in my experience, you know? And so when I say, when you hear this, you know, Oh, what was the setting on that? What was your aperture? You know, what was your F stop? You know? And I've had people ask me that and I just kind of like look at them mm -hmm. and it, it I noticed, you know, that it's it's a it's competitive. I mean, that you know, that's fine. But the uh once I started to get into uh shooting with Daquan more and shooting with the other guys more, um, I started up a thing called sweet shoots and I would go and rent a hotel suite and I would charge you know, we would charge people, uh we would host the shoot and we would charge people X amount of dollars, you know. Uh, the most being $50, if I remember correctly. But we were doing $5, $10 a piece, and we'd have mm -hmm. six or seven people show up. Yeah. You know, and if the room cost me a buck 20 or something like that, you know, I'd make half of my money back and I'd call it a day just for the simple fact of the sacrifice was for the networking. Right. It's to you bring know. people together, get yeah. people out of the house. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, and a lot of the times when you talk about locations like that, you know, you get that opportunity to provide a location that maybe some people don't have access to all the time. They're used to maybe shooting on the street all the time or they're, you know, and, and uh, so when you say, okay, hey, I got a terrorist suite at the Cosmo or I have this, you know, here or whatever. Now you're, you're providing a whole new different aesthetic that's professionally put together mm -hmm. because if you walk into those rooms, almost every room, the wallpaper's dope, the bed's positioned right, the lamps are positioned right. You have a whole bunch of different things going on in that room that if you know what to look for and you know how to frame it, it's, it's all day. Yeah, it's kind of I mean? like weddings, right? That's why a lot of people like doing weddings mm -hmm. because, or wedding films mm -hmm. is because – when you're an independent filmmaker, 
you have to spend money. You have to have a budget to create your film, right? But when you go shoot a wedding, the budget's already been allocated and it's already been spent on everything you need to, mm -hmm. to make everything look good, right? Mm -hmm. That's tight. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So, so you started off doing doing those sweet shoots with uh with Daquan and everything. Daquan and Fabio. Okay. And uh, um, trying to think of who else. Damn. Unfortunately, it's it's. Forgot his name. Yeah. Damn. Shade. Luck. Just kidding. <laughs> it was no. It was Daquan, Fabio, and myself that pretty much like you know they yeah. they came in and they were like yeah I'm interested you know let's do it and what that was was that was because I was a newbie. You know, I needed to find somebody or find people who were already in the community. Mm -hmm. And those were the two people. Mm. And so two total different styles, you know what I mean? Two great guys. And so pulling from their portfolios and their access to who they had, I simply observed. Right. Majority of the time I had my cameras there, you know what I mean? But I could tell you one thing. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. So I simply observed. I was watching posing. I was watching lighting. I was watching. I provided a light, you know, but they're natural light shooters, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But then I started throwing gels and those the video lights, you know, mm -hmm. in and stuff like that and creating all these things, which now everybody's into, which is, you know, all these these different colors and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure this has always been a standard, but um, now all of a sudden, you know, they're they're looking at that and they're going, oh, wow. OK, I could do the blue and I could do the red and I can right. do this and I could do the orange and I could, you know, and now all of a sudden the, these things, the, the mind thing, you know, creates. So what do you think is one of the biggest problems that people uh, that people encounter that you see when people shoot with gels? What is the biggest problem that you see that 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 you would like to see addressed or kind of like fixed? Because um, I, I know what I see that I, that I can speak to, but I want to kind of get your opinion on. You know, whenever you see somebody post somebody with like a gel shoot light, you know what I mean? Are they, are they, are they they're gelling their flashes, their strobes, their video lights mm -hmm. um, to get that mood? What do you th what what do you think is like one of the biggest issues that, that harsh people... light, harsh light, harsh light? What do harsh you mean light. by harsh light? Harsh light in regards to they don't know how to control their camera to bring up to actually capture the light at its softest point. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want it to. You, you know, if you're going to provide that kind of harsh light to a model, yeah. then give them those little, you know, the little glasses that they put on before they go uh, sunbathing into a little machine that they sit down and the freaking thing just beats, you know, beats into their head. Right. Give them those because that's what you're you're literally doing. You're you're taking the texture away from the skin. You're take you're completely burning the shadows out. Mm, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like if you're able to it literally takes five seconds to move mm -hmm. a light back five inches right and that five inches literally will take it from soft light to where it complements and then the shadows still stay relevant or five you know five inches back to where it originally was and now all of a sudden it's just you know it's just or it's you can crazy use a diffuser right you can use a yeah you can use a diffuser but you would be surprised how many people don't know about diffusers what's mm. a diffuser yeah, yeah. <laughs> no well no, no i, I, mean, I, I really meant it like reflector yes mm -hmm. but diffuser like actually putting, <clears throat> yeah, actually putting the, the uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I tell people all the time that it's cost 20 bucks for a diffuser. Yeah. You can go to Best Buy, you can go to any, you know, whatever your preferred outlet is, you know, you can get them cheaper. You can get the two inch one, the 24 inch one, you know, so you're not looking professional. You go on the strip and you pop out one of those, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> one of those 40 ancient, 48 inch ones, they're going to be like, sir, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But if you pop out the little one, and I tell people the same thing with like aluminum foil, you know, aluminum foil. As yeah. A reflector. You know, as a reflector and also yeah. as a diffuser because one side's, mm, you know what I mean? I yeah. Matte, if you will. And then one side's shiny. 
you know. Now, how how did you? Because I'm I'm pretty sure starting out the gate, you didn't know about diffusion, controlling light. No. You didn't you didn't know no. about you know color temperature, all these things. Like, what no. was your biggest learning source for like learning what you know now? And how how big was that learning curve to get to where you are? Sixty percent of the stuff that I learned was from YouTube. Mm. Mm. YouTube University. But the you know the crazy thing about it, and that's that's what I noticed with your past guests is a lot of people say social media or or the online platform. You know what I mean? Whether right. or not, I I, it, I don't th I don't think we have yet had a guest that said, oh, I went to school for this. You know what I mean? Like I'm pr maybe one or two of them might have, but they never mentioned it. Well, I I went to the Art Institute for three years. You know, and I was at uh, Art Institute of Las Vegas, but I was digital film and video production. That's so funny. I was. I went there too, but I went for audio engineering. Yeah, yeah, and I was doing, you know, I was doing the, you know, the controls for the TVs and yeah. like doing broadcasts and you know all that type of stuff, and that was great because that's what I was into. I, I've always loved video, mm -hmm. but then um, I don't know. I I just thought that uh, you know photography for some reason kind of went this way. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Let me try that a little bit because the video thing for three years. I was just like, burn out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can only go, oh, look, it just switched. Yeah, especially in the broadcast. <laughs> oh, world, look, it just, pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty linear. Were, yeah. the, were, 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 there, were there ever any like uh, content creators or photographers or something that you looked up to that made you kind of look at the smaller details? Because the thing is, like for me, when I, when I, when I started doing, um, uh, what was it? When I started doing uh, working for that photographer in Cali, and I kind of saw how he was looking at different things, like details, like where's that light falling? Where's the harsh shadow being created? Uh, do you get a bunch of like different uh, artifacts on the face when you're, when you're, when you're going to edit something together? Like those kinds of things I learned from him. Was there anybody specifically that you learned from that kind of taught you to look for the little details? Personally, yeah. as in like being able to reach out and touch him, anybody uh, in town? No, it could, it could no, be I'm anybody. I'm just saying, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you two of the platforms. So mm -hmm. it's like Daquan, right mm -hmm. was pretty much like he would look at a shot you know and he go okay that's dope but and then he would show me this and this and this and this and this and i go oh damn <laughs> you're right you know what i mean and i yeah. go back and of course you know tail between my legs head down you know and i'm just like sure. because a majority of the time you only get one chance to get it right you know what i mean and that's crazy that i say that because that's actually the byline of, of one of the photographers that i look up to mm -hmm. and so when i started to get into um, researching photography, like you could type in any search term, no matter how generic or how complex the search term in YouTube, and it will pull up hundreds, if not thousands of videos. And you just simply scroll through and pick out the video you want to watch. And excuse me, within the first five minutes, if they're using a translator, it's really bad English. You just go to the next one. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like you, you get to pick your own instructor, right? That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. And it doesn't YouTube cost $90,000 for three years. Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, the, the, the first person that I, f that I happened to stumble upon, uh, was Jason Lanier. Mm -hmm. And when I stumbled upon him, just his appearance for me, you know, and the way he was talking, it automatically kind of threw me off because it's like, okay, who's this like sassy, cocky guy. Right. And he gets this all the time. That's fine. You know, but then for some reason, two months later, I went back and I went to his channel and I started watching his videos and I'm like, okay, I see where that's coming from. He's a Sony artisan. You don't apply for that. You get picked for that. There's only 50 in the world. You know what I mean? So, and then he does all these things and everything that he talks about is straightforward, which I've kind of taken on in regards to the way that I speak to people is that 
people don't have time for the butter up version. You know what I mean? If they do, then they're not doing it for the right reasons. I don't, I, at least I, I believe that. What do you mean that. by that? You know what I mean? If you're, if you're going to soft coat everything, every time you talk to somebody and you're going to tell them alternatives versus the straight line, you know what I mean? Then like I think it, where they messed up at and whatnot yeah. and like what they're not doing yeah. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to art, like you, like you guys have said in almost every single, um, podcast is art subjective so for me to imply or to you know say or voice my opinion about something is my opinion uh, which is the right that i have but at the same time it's my opinion yeah you know what i mean and that's perfectly fine but um when it came to jason the thing that really drew me in was the uh the knowledge base that he had behind him so he would say something and you would sit there and kind of go huh i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching this but then he would explain why he said that. And then I would go, huh, I'm going to keep watching this, you know, and I would just keep watching the videos. Then boom, subscribed and started, you know, started watching all his stuff. And that's where in came Rotolite and like all this stuff. But Miguel Quiles Jr. is uh, I consider him the portrait stu studio portraiture God. You know what I mean? Um, he uses one light, you know, which most studio portraiture is one light, you know, depending on the power of the light, depending how big, you know, the, the position, all that stuff, you can create great stuff. Um, I used to work for this, uh, portrait photographer who, who used on average, uh, four to five lights. Mm -hmm. Who? Uh, oh, the one, yeah, the one in the one in Cali. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Four to yeah. five lights. I think that that's kind of what like helped me like jumpstart because before that, man, I wasn't looking for details. Right. I was one of those videographers that would just pick up the camera and shoot whatever was there. I didn't think about placement. Like moving things in a certain place yeah. to where they, you know, if it, yeah. if it showed up on frame, yeah. it had to be there yeah. or, you, or it yeah. was meant to be there. Yeah. Um, I didn't look for, you know, okay, where it, are there harsh shadows on the face? Does it look weird? It, yeah. Is there like a shadow being cast somewhere that you don't want it to be? And those are things that people don't look for. Yes. Something I didn't look for. Right. Until I started working for a guy who was like, who was essentially on steroids. And it was, I was a great sponge. You know right. what I mean? For right. me to absorb that knowledge. Right. What are some things that you kind of picked up from Jason Lanier that, that you would agree the most on? His business his, mindset. What's his that? business mindset. Uh, there was a perfect example. One of his workshops that he had, um, he had like, I want to say 200 people in the room. And mm -hmm. he's standing on, at the stage of the, you know, at the top of the room and stuff. And and he asked everybody, okay, um, how many people by show of hands uh, love to shoot weddings? Like three people showed up. I mean, three <laughs> people, you know put their hands up out of an entire stadium out of the people? whole 200 people right and so um then he said okay so by show of hands who doesn't like shooting weddings and the whole room like put their hands up he <laughs> goes okay go home because this workshop's over mm. and literally you you could you know i'm sitting in my my living room watching this on an ipad with headphones on and i could feel how dead that room went literally like that you know what i mean but then he said I'm going to explain to you why, you know, you should think the opposite. And that is with every photography. I, I'm sure you've done weddings and, you, you know, you guys have done weddings and stuff and people who do do weddings. It's a marketable and profitable part of photography and videography. You know what I mean? Way more than your standard artistic versions, if you will. You know, the artistic version is super subjective. But when you're doing weddings you're capturing a moment that's never going to be repeated in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to pay if they're capable of. And most of the time they are because they usually expense that or save for that to make sure that that moment is the perfect moment. 
-hmm. And if you happen to be the person that's there to capture it, that's a nice paycheck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And his thing was, you know, I do two to three weddings or four weddings a year. He makes X amount of dollars and five figures, and that's his salary. And then the rest of the year, he does his little workshops and he does all the stuff that he wants to do because he has the flexibility and the income, you know, to be able to do that. Mm. So you're saying he doesn't let his ego get in the way of the no. way how he feels? No. How he feels like, oh, I personally don't like weddings, so I don't do weddings. No. He doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like he's at that point as well, like where when he does a wedding, he knows how to make it. Like, what is it? So he has fun while doing it, you know? He probably, he got to that level as well. Because I feel anything you do in the photography world, because weddings aren't that bad. We say it's bad, and trust me, I don't like them, but they can be fun, for sure. You can make something fun out of it. That's what I believe. They're, they're great to live through. Like, you can yeah. live through the couple. You can live through the crowd. You can live through the aunt and the uncle. You can live mm. through the little kids that are running around you know, in suits that don't fit them, but they just, they're so adorable. And then you got the one dog with the bow tie on. And then, you know, there, there's moments that you never, there's moments that you're never going to experience in any, any other scenario that you would experience in a wedding for the simple fact that it's so candid. Yeah. Nothing is predictable. There's yeah. not, okay, here's a step and repeat. Come over and stand here. Okay, smile. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like that. It's not like the photography we like to do on the side mm -hmm. where it's a backdrop, come stand in front of it, Hold on a second. Let me adjust some lights. Yeah, you, know you don't I mean? have that chance to yeah. to fit to anticipate the moment. Really, yeah. you kind of have to, you know, be prepared at all times. Yeah. yeah. Go, go going back to to a uh, to creative 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 portraiture. What was it that 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 made you like want to like kind of like because I because I've seen your portraiture and it's very different from anybody else, else's portraiture that I've seen on that I follow personally on Instagram. What 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 was it that kind of guided you to do them the way you do them? Because I didn't want to do what everybody else does. Mm. And that is in no means negative. Right. I mean, everybody has their learning yeah. purpose or their learning formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if the learning formula is to shoot trend, then mm. shoot trend. I did trend for a while. I did the moody stuff. I did the, you know, all this, you know, oh, look, it's the glass ball. And, yo, it's a fairy lights. And, you know, oh, it's a, you know, it's, it's the, uh, um, the uh prism you know like mm -hmm. all these different things and that's fine you know but when you are a person that walks into a room wearing a red sweater and everybody in the room is wearing a red sweater how do you stand out right you know and i'm not saying by any means that that's a negative i'm just simply saying that it's like if you're gonna get into something mm -hmm. you know learn that then go to the next thing and mm -hmm. the one of the things we you know you had mentioned to me about uh, what we were going to talk about is when you lose the creative juice you know what i mean there's yeah. there's weeks that you know there's weeks that i don't want to shoot mm -hmm. just because i'll go through my feed and i'm like oh man really like this again oh look it's neon oh hey glasses and neon he's oh. hey he's hating on neon bro so <laughs> he's no, hating no, on no. neon right Hold now on a second no 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 <laughs> but what i'm saying is and then i'll unfollow those people for the simple fact that i don't want that feed you know one of the things that really you know, that I have to over explain all the time is people say, well, why don't you follow me back? Yeah. You know, and it's by no means personal because my account is business, you know? And so if I want my feed to pretty much represent where I'm going, mm -hmm. then I need to keep it consistent in regards to the steps of evolution 
that I'm looking to achieve. Are you saying like more so, of like you're following people who inspire you? Yes. Like what you, you're creating? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. And, I, and it's nothing against the models. It's nothing against uh, other photographers. It's nothing but, but against... But at the same time, it's kind of like you don't need to follow every model you work with because they're not nine times out of ten... Well, not, I wouldn't even say nine times out of ten, but the majority of the time... They're not full on working models to mm -hmm. the point where like they're they're, they're still posting like a hey, selfie a at the, selfie at the beach. Right. It's like a you know food right. photo or something. But who, or, but who are we to criticize that? We're not because no. that's their account. But at the same time, but at the same time, the argument is, well, why don't you follow me back? Um, I mean, what you said really sums it up because you've you got to follow what works for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because do, like do you, I, that's what I, I I did was like I stopped following people who are doing a lot of the trendy things mm -hmm. and all because i make music as well and i stopped mm -hmm. i was just like i'm done listening to the same thing over mm -hmm. and over it, gonna... because in a way it, it does influence you man in oh, a way 100%. you have to you have to kind of filter filter what you see or mm -hmm. consciously mm -hmm. yeah like it's there because there, there's yeah. a lot of times where like i've seen those 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 like moody portraitures where it's like you know uh all greenery and it's like the same tones you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and and i noticed that i kind of want to start shooting that Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous because when you, when you start seeing other other people's work and you want to start you, shooting that way, you have to you got to be really careful with using negative in in those because for the simple fact that the people that are out there at that point shooting that yeah. to learn that is is their thing. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong, wrong with it. it. And of don't course. don't get me wrong. When I'm walking down the street and I see a nice little wall of bushes and I have a wall, you know, I have a model with me. Hey, go down. stand over there real quick. Click. <laughs> I make okay, fun cool. of it. I make fun of it all day, bro. I you don't know. care. I'll hurt your feelings. Yeah, because he's hurting that. his own feelings because he does it too. <laughs> I, hey, bro, that was one photo I did. No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Okay. I mean, I do the same thing. I'll I say it's a bad cause thing. Because the thing is, I you have to learn. And it's best to do something and try it out, you yeah. know? But I feel like, to be completely honest, and anybody out there listening, find your own style. That's how you get to that point mm -hmm. in any success. Mm -hmm. You know, you can copy all day long, but a lot of people who've made it, Usually because they're unique and it's also the business. Yeah, you got to think you about, know. you know, if, if if you're a chef and you're learning how to make macaroni and cheese, you buy the box version first. Right. Well, I'm not going to say chef because then you'd actually get fired if you were a chef. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. where the hell did you buy this? Yeah. You know what I mean? But the analogy is that you start with the box. You read the instructions on the back. You learn what the, you know, what the ratio of milk to powder is. You mix it up. Boom, boom, boom. You find it. But that yeah. one person that threw bacon in the first time. Damn. That's the goat. Yeah. And then the dude that threw you know, Tapatio in there? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, but you got to think about See, it. So it's, 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 it's the same thing. So it's like now all of a sudden if somebody uses a different filter, if somebody uses this, if somebody uses that, that's fine. You know, that's your thing. But then people will latch on to that and then they just overdo it. So then you, you lose the – for me, you lose the passion to want to create oh, 100%. that. 100%. You know what I mean? So then I, just, so then I just move on you know, to the next thing. Bro, I know? lose the passion to want to create without other people's influences. <laughs> <laughs> Deep. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just, I don't know, bro. I don't know what it is. Sometimes, like, I've take, I've had times where I'm just like, if what I'm not creating, what I'm, if what I'm creating is not different enough, I don't see the point to doing but it. But what is you know the what definition I mean? of that to you, though? You see, that, that's the that's, thing. That's and that's the... where I come from, where I, where I start thinking, everything's already been done. What can you possibly do to, to do something different, you know what I mean? And then I, I, I find other photographers like Art, Art Vasilenko, at Art Vasilenko, he's this dude, and I think it's a, he's in a, I don't want to mess it up, I think he's in like in Syria or something, okay. but his his portraiture, bro, 
it is weird. Location. It's weird. Location. Location. Well, sometimes it's 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 studio, but it's all it's also the way he does like how he dresses them and how he uses color. You know what I mean? Like, it, but you got to think about see for somebody who's lived overseas. You yeah. Know, I've lived in in. I've been to every country in Europe except for Poland. Really? And so, you know, I lived there from 84 to 94. 82, I'm sorry, 82 to 94. So real quick, how'd you so, live everywhere? Uh, my parents were civilian military. So mm. they worked on the bases. They were actually administrators. And so my dad was the principal of my high school and my elementary school. Dang. So let me just tell you this. Never got in trouble, and I always had lunch money. But that's tight. when it comes to living overseas, and I, I highly suggest anybody that's it's a listening, different life. I highly suggest that, especially in a creative mindset, travel as much as you can. You know what I mean? Really travel as much as you can because it will open your mind up. You know, I want to, my two, I'm going to say one, but my bucket list, you know, for photography or droneography uh, would be Machu Picchu, you know, Taj Mahal, uh, Egypt. Um, Norway, England, you know, White Cliffs of Dover, you know, I mean, all these, all these different areas where from an aerial aspect, you know, they would just be something that nobody can capture, mm -hmm. you know, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the mindsets of foreign photographers from people from other countries, yeah, I think a lot of that also does represent the mindset or the society or the community they're in. Yeah. Because we have no idea what all of these countries and the mentality of a small village or the mentality of a town versus, you know, versus big cities like we have. You know, we go to New York, somebody goes to New York and there's so much going on that, you know, you, everybody's just like, oh, my God, and the heart rate, you know, the blood pressure, all that stuff. You just love it. You know what I mean? But you have no idea which direction to go in because you're just like, okay, I could do street right there, but then there's food right there and I could go down here and then I could do long exposure here and then I got a sunset here. Like all these different things are going on. But when you have somebody who's in a small town and you have those locations like you were talking about or you have the mind, the, the lighting or the aesthetic or whatever, I think it also represents where they live too. Because mm. you got to think about like with Vegas, you know, a lot of people do. The trip, lights. Trip, a lot yeah. of people Neon lights. Light. Damn, that shit's annoying. They do but the, you know, they. Hey, bro. Thing, it's the only thing we got here. Trust hey, me. Hey, bro. I shoot too, bro. So. I've made of, some fire ports, bro. Hey, everybody. Hey, no lie. I think most photographers. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> most <laughs> photographers <laughs> out here are dope. Rewind. Like, they actually. Like, I don't know. I get inspired off of most people out here. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, I think it's dope. For sure. Let's let's talk about one of, one of the. Because we, we've talked about this before when it comes to etiquette, right? Etiquette in the studio or etiquette we're, we're, we're to working with a model. Um, I already know how I feel about it, but, like, what's one of the things that you wish, not maybe not just people in Vegas, but people in general would kind of understand about the etiquette of shooting in a studio, shooting with models, and how to approach that situation? Because I know you've, you've, you've called me out, too, on, on, on times when, we, when I've done a shoot and you've been there about, you know, the way you speak, right? Can you speak a little bit more to that? <laughs> wow, you just made me sound like the bad guy. No, no, um, no. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing at all. It's completely like, you know, I think it falls there, there's back an etiquette. On, I think it falls back on the beginning of what we were talking about in regards to talk at versus talk to. Mm. Don't talk to at people because a person is not a thing. You know what I mean? So you're going to get the best result. It's kind of like one of the things that you guys talked in the last podcast or one before that um, was that if people don't like you, it doesn't matter how good you are. They're not going to work with you. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could be the greatest. You know what I mean? It goes with the job, too. If you're a hard worker and you keep your mouth shut, you know what I mean? You're going to stay employed. If you're a hard worker and all you do is brag about how hard you work, 
mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little little harder going back to your question though um i think a lot of that comes back to the fact that our brains when we're creating are so all over the place Mm -hmm. that when we say something it's part of the process and it's literally zooming by so if you're thinking about something oh maybe i could put the light right oh no turn it okay turn to your left no oh i really like your eye right there okay boom 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 okay you know this and this and this we're commanding 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 you know what i mean and you have to literally look at that and then separate your mind and your creative process from your mouth so then that way your mouth is like slow down and you're able to talk at the model mm-hmm. because there's so many in the professional realm i was actually talking to a model about this earlier today there's so many in the professional round and in uh, as far as the realm as far as um uh you know people make this 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 modeling thing such a you know uh, great fantasy and it's oh my god I want to be a model and that's I mean that's that's perfectly fine have your aspirations good luck on it pursue it achieve it you know what I mean but a lot of people don't realize that in a professional environment there's 15 models there's a brand there those 15 models walk up each mo- wa- model walks up to the to the backdrop okay turn to your left please great thank you chin up just a little bit thank you okay pull Okay, do this. Step forward for me. Okay, kneel down. Thank you. Next. Mm. Right. Right? Conveyor belt. Pretty much. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? And and if you want to talk about the epitome of not feeling valued, but in the end, you get paid what you get paid. Right. You get the exposure you get. So what's what 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 is the sacrifice? Is it worthy or willing to sacrifice? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we have the luxury of being able to be one-on-one and actually establish relationships or rapports with models when we shoot that when they come back, they know how we are. So if they know how you are and you talk to them in a certain way, then they know that that has no intention to be insulting or disrespecting or, you know, degrading or whatever. So I, I think that... Um, when it comes to speaking, you know, speaking to models in an environment like a studio where you're one-on-one, um, you just have to, you know, you have to remember that that they're people too, I guess. Yeah, that you, you have to remember um, that us as photographers, and this is something that you kind of showed me, is us as photographers, we think very technically. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, this light is doing this to your, you know, but when we, when we take a picture, it goes off, and then we look at the camera, and then we go, uh, and then you give them... The, the the loss of confidence. Oh, I already know, you know where you're mean? going with that. Yeah. There was one photographer that uh, we did a we walked to Sixth and Franklin, mm. and we were walking around with a model, and this this photographer was literally contradicting everything that he was doing in front of the model, and I just sat there and I like looked at the guy like, dude, shut up. What? And what he was, was he's literally you know he would take a picture go yeah no that's not good no I don't like the exposure on that no I don't like this I don't like oh, okay I didn't know oh, okay no 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 the model's literally three feet away from you yeah their yeah. confidence is just you know really what I mean so yeah, yeah. It, it's Damn. it's like and I'm watching her and I'm sitting here you know you go from the strong shoulders to the you know owning yourself the outfit that you have on the hair you, you did you know all that kind of stuff and you see those shoulders start to drop mm-hmm. you know what I mean body language is key if you don't know how to read a person you know you, you might as well forget it because you have to literally the model is just as nervous 
being taken a picture of as you are being the picture taker. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you're worried about, okay, how can I talk to them? You know, and a lot of the instances it's guys that are taking pictures of models that they're attracted to, you know? And then what ends up happening is like, they're trying to, yeah, so, you know, you could do this. And I'm just like, yo, where's this like Sunday quiet storm voice come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you know, you could just, you know, if you want to do this, you know, what, what? Yeah. You know, turn to your left. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> turn, turn to your left. And the models that I work with, they all understand that. I'm like, no, that's great. Okay, cool. Chin up just a little bit. All right. That's awesome. Go ahead and turn this, this way for me. Boom, boom, boom. All these different things, you know, and the tone of it has to do with knowing to neutralize the tone where it doesn't sound abrasive. You know what I mean? Where you're not, where you're not, uh, uh, no, turn to your left. You know, Oh, do me a favor. Turn to your left. You know, okay. Chin up just a little bit. Perfect. Thank you. Hold that for me. Three, two, click, boom. Then you go to the next person or you go to the next pose or whatever. Okay. Do me a favor. Arch your back a little bit. Right. Drop your shoulder a little bit. Do this. Da, 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 da. You know. Yeah. That, that photographer seems, seemed to have been uh, thinking out loud, which is something yeah. you never want to do because like you said, when he was looking at the back of the camera going, oh, no, 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 that's not good. Yep. The model doesn't know you're talking about exposure, doesn't yeah. know you're talking about lighting. They, yeah. they, they just know that you took a picture of them and it didn't come out right. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And a yeah. lot of photographers would, you know, um, um, I need to generalize that statement. I've noticed uh, in, in my experience that um, it is great to actually show models what you're capturing, good or bad. Because then what ends up happening is then the model can know what they need to correct as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, if it's yeah. a pose, if their shoulders, if their hair needs to go behind their neck, if, you know, all these different things. They're there to learn, too. Every single model that I work with, especially the new ones, I tell them all the time, pay attention to what the photographer's doing. Yeah. So if you're in a studio and they're setting lights up, pay attention to what that light, ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the more multifaceted or the multi-talented you become, now all of a sudden you go from being a model to a creative director, to a brand ambassador, to a studio owner, to now an agent to you know what i mean and all because you know how you have all these different things that on your table that you know how to manage and you know the knowledge of you know male and female and so um and a lot don't they literally just yeah i, you know, I, I, and there's I nothing think wrong there's nothing wrong with that because they don't know any better but a lot of photographers also or in my experience i need to stop saying that but in my experience i noticed that there is little to no regard into actually educating during the during the creating process see you call it educating i call it directing different when when you when you direct a model it's 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 the same thing as educating them i, I feel because when when you're educating a model and you're directing them you're 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 essentially telling them how they should pose and why right why but it looks good but my disagreement in that is that you're speaking, you're directing only to one thing. When you're educating, I'm sitting here saying, okay, the reason this light is falling off your back and I'm actually pointing it not at you, now that has nothing to do with directing the model. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you actually fill them in, yeah. that five minutes of filling them in and letting them know about that. But do they really need to know about all that? You know what? It's not, knowledge is key, bro. I mean, like if I'm you directing know, a model, I don't need to understand. I don't need. I don't need her to understand 
you know, uh, I need to go down four stops and but, move this light because it no, creates no, no, a nice no. I'm not, I'm not doing, uh, not, not that technical. Okay. I'm just saying in regards to like reading body language, because yeah. if you still have them up tight, yeah. if they're still nervous, if they're still awkward in the situation, even though your directing is great, you're getting the poses that you want, but it's just that little glimmer in the eye that's literally a millimeter in editing. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you continue the conversation, but you kind of go the side roads a little bit to make them a little more comfortable with everything that's going on, not just how you want to pose them. Because then what the end result is they actually leave and they feel more buddy-buddy, if you will. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, he, you know, he talked to me about stuff I never was talked about before, and I never knew that, or, you know, whatever. And yeah. I have models that, you know, I send... You know, I send videos about, uh, you know, about lighting and stuff. You want to learn how to get rid of this under your eye. You want to learn how to do this, you know, because you have models that some, you know, their, their facial features or whatever are, there are things that, you know, you know, every time you're going to shoot with that model, you got to go to post and that's the first thing you go to edit. Mm -hmm. But there's ways to compensate or actually make up for that. So then they show up and it's not there. Yeah. So then your in-camera result is a lot better and less post editing. Now, speaking to that, you're a multifaceted person, right? Is is is, is that the word you used to I when you texted me? I think <laughs> I think I have three faucets in my my place. So it's yes. photography, it's it's DJing, and it's drone video, right? Yes. Okay. Let's let's talk about branding purposes. Okay. How do you brand because this is one of the issues that I've kind of come up with is, is do I post my video work and my photography on the same page? Right. You know what I mean? Like on my same Instagram or do I brand it the same way? Right. What, what are your thoughts when it comes to doing work, to being, to having so many different fa uh, faucet, is faucets, is it? Faucets. Faucets. <laughs> so many different out, outlooks or, you know, of, 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 you know, the create creativity. How do you market that? How do you brand that? I don't think I'm at the point right now where I care. Really? And the only re and the only reason is because I'm focusing on the art. I'm mm. focusing on the technique. Mm. So no matter what I use to capture something, I'm focusing on the best way to use that to capture something. You know what I mean? So it's like when uh, you know people have told me my feeds all over the place. One minute you're posting this, next minute it's a drone shot, next minute it's this, all of a sudden it's a piece of food. You know what I mean? Like do, all these. Do you post that to your personal? Because I, I don't uh, think I've ever seen. Uh... No, no, no. I've gone through my feed multiple times and deleted stuff. I'll post it and then I'll be like, okay, you know. But people are using like if I do three portraits, then all of a sudden it's sushi. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I get like 23 yeah. likes, which by no means you know delegates anything right. in regards to the post. But at the same time, I'm kind of going, yo, that's some dope-looking sushi. Why do I only get 23 likes? Y'all need to come to this restaurant and try this shit. Keep that on the Insta story. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> and so no, and so as stories start to build up and stuff like that, that's great because that's the more personal side of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can personalize because the, the, the detachment people have when it comes to a feed is a still image. You know what I mean? So there's no personality to the image. It's a, it's the, the model, it's the mood, it's the edit, it's the aesthetic. But when it comes to knowing you, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people we know by, there's a lot of photographers I know just by their name, but not by their legal name. Mm -hmm. So when I go and I see them, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You're blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, my name's John, you know, and I'm going, huh how the hell did you come up with that name then? Because John doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I would, and I, and, and everybody that you're in my phone, Chuck, you know, I know Chuck is Chuck, Chuck, but 
You're in my phone, and I met you as Kima Bear. Yeah. At Kima Bear. So that's how Ooh, you're in my Bear. phone. You know, is that wrong? Kima is that Bear? wrong? <laughs> that's, I don't know. It's, it's all, people always say either Kimi Bera or Kimibara. I've heard Ibarra. I say Ibarra, so it's all good. Oh. I just I I like it when people call me Kimi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to what we were talking about, about which, is, look. <laughs> which is uh. Well, the, the re- I literally the reason, just threw up in my mouth the, a little bit. So <laughs> the reason I asked that question, Andrew, is because I noticed you have three different pages. You have one for your, you know, Ariel. Uh, yes. Andrew Ariel. And it took you Ariel. Andrew Andrew's Ariolas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you have one for your photography page, and you have Dude, one. For we went your... from Teddy Bear to Areolas, bro. bro. I don't even was... know where this is going it, right now. Why did I come here? It's what been a we... roller coaster of emotions. I feel. What are, ta- <laughs> what are we talking about? We're food. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Deprived. Can I just actually go back on something? Like you. So you've been DJing for how long? I know this is off. On the Not DJing off. side, eighty-three. You wait. You started DJing in. Wait, you were born. Eighty-three. <laughs> No, 83. He's trying to be nice, bro. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So, um. Yeah, you are being nice. Thank you. Wait, was that while you were in uh, Europe? Yes. And no, uh, actually, yes, it was actually. Yeah. You were doing clubs or what clubs, were you doing yeah. out there? Yeah. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, you were straight vinyl man. No, I was doing like, uh, just to give you an example, one of the clubs that I had a residency at, um, if you remember Shaggy, right? Mm-hmm. The artist, Shaggy. He was in the army and he used to come in the club all the time. What the fuck? And he would get, you know, when he was still in the army before Boombastic and like all that stuff came out, he would come in and get on the mic all the time, and, and just play around and just. You but know, he was a nobody back then. He right? would talk. He would talk normal, and then all of a sudden you give the mic to him and start, you know what I mean? Yeah, out yeah. of nowhere, you know. I'm just like, yo, you're wait. Dope. So what were you? Uh, what were you playing back then? Like what type of music was? Good music. Like? Let's get started on that, shall we? That's a whole other podcast. Well, you no, know, like, um, was it house techno? Because like I don't dude, know what man, the scene like, was back then. Like back Euro, then, Euro dance. No, 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 no. I never went that route. I never went that route. You stayed hip hop all. Yeah, I didn't do like KLF and you know like Enigma and you know Ace of Base or whoever they are or (laughs) you know all that stuff. You know back in the day and then um, uh, back in the day is just just show you. uh, I remember when Snap, I got the power came out or power right, and so Turbo was also in the army and he used to come in and beatbox on the mic and I would cut while he was beatboxing. And we would just sit there and just, you know, for like five minutes and then I mix the next song. And so you're talking about like, um, oh, man, like Ralph Tresvant, BBD, um, you know, like that, like, jeez, man. Uh, I can't even remember now. Just to be honest, not a, even hip hop wasn't really a big thing back then either. You said 83? No, hip hop. Hip hop was. No, 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 no. I wasn't in the clubs in 83, dude. I was a kid. Oh, no, like, no, no, fuck. no, no. I was like, I was in the clubs in eighty. <laughs> I was in eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Was when I was in the club. So now you're talking about like poison and and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, know, now stuff makes like sense. That, that yeah, makes yeah, sense for sure. Know. Okay. And and um, so um, what was it? Um, I can't even remember. Wow. Is there any? Is there anything about your DJing that kind of like has has helped you out in every other aspect of your creativity? Like yeah. Is there are there any skills that you? Yeah, because when it comes to music, it gives you emotion. You know what I mean. You listen to music, you feel something. We're getting deep. And, mm-hmm. Say what? We're, We're getting, getting deep. deep. Oh. <laughs> say what? No, but I mean, you 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 feel something. You know, yeah. like when you post stories when you're editing, you got some music playing. You know, and all of a sudden you see screen caps of the stuff that you're playing, and I'm just sitting there going, huh, I'm not looking that up. 
So then I would go to then I would go to uh, um, uh, you know I was doing I did graffiti back in, just to show you in high school and middle school uh, high school. Um, this is back when like cross colors, Carl Kanai, like all that stuff was out, right? And like the urban yeah. culture was huge, you know. You were breakdancing to, too, probably. Huh? I was breakdancing, yeah. did graffiti. You, you were breakdancing? All that stuff. Anybody who does graffiti and listens to hip hop probably yeah. does breakdancing as yeah. well back in the day. Did you ever do breakdancing? Yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> I'm Asian too, bro. So. <laughs> but the all Asians breakdance, dude. Fun. We breakdance with chopsticks, bro. Look at you. Know. <laughs> No normal uh, person knows how to use chopsticks. If you don't break dance and you don't use that hand, then, you know, everybody else has to get the rubber band little attachment thing that, you know, helps, that helps you out. And then you see the food, like, flick over, like, three people at the bar and stuff. We got completely sidetracked. But anyway, back to, yeah, no, back no. to like... I was going to take that conversation somewhere completely. No, I, I'm just <laughs> hungry, bro. Um, uh, no, when it came to, like, the, the music and when it came to DJing and all that stuff, um, I used to do... Uh, graffiti on jeans and so there was a time period you know if you look like old tlc videos what about your friends and like mm -hmm. you know all overalls that stuff, and shit the overalls <laughs> and stuff i used to i used to paint and i used to do graffiti on overalls yeah. and sell them That's you know tight. people would buy like the jean ja levi jean jacket and the, the pants and stuff and i do the airbrushing or i would do not as extreme as and dope as as your boy but um i used to actually paint yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you, uh, probably Jonathan? you probably, yeah, he was, okay. he probably had the flip sun visor, you know, with the open top. Jeez. He did that. No, shit, I actually huh? had Kangos. Oh shit. Yeah. You I lost me, bro. I had no had idea what that is. Yeah. Kangos. What's Kangos? And I bought a Kango because of Kango from UTFO. So if you ever remember the group UTFO, see, I can go way back. There's an audio note to Keem when you're listening back to the podcast, look up Kangos. <laughs> you don't know what that is remember this it's k-a-n-g-o-l it's a hat they still sell them yeah it's old school actually you know what there's a couple of hats that you would sport nah there are i would yeah maybe not right now bro I got, like a little no, hair that's going. crazy you should start like rocking shit from back in the 90s and i bet that shit would get hot Yo, like we, need, we need sponsors yeah, sponsors? Just, if, if that company's still around just don't do the rayon shirts with the you know with the jabot or uh what is it jenko jeans no the, no oh. jenko's no jenko didn't go far that that far back yeah it's like 99 yeah that was 90 that was the hot yeah. topic days yeah tight um oh no no but i wanted to ask too about like cutting and all that like what who who was at that time J jazzy jeff and all that were like was he one of the ones mm -hmm. he's Eli the dj i'm the rapper um yeah. the guys that that I was influenced by back then were like DJ David, who was a DMC champion in Germany. Yeah. Um, How long has DMC were, been going on for? Oh, I have no idea. You're talking. Uh, this is photography and. Stuff. Nah, bro. No this idea is everything. This is the morning. No, we talked. No, about but y'all no. know Will Smith started a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. <laughs> I just subscribed this morning, bro. He does vlogs. Yeah, yeah. I seen it on Casey Neistat shit. His yeah, stuff well, is, yeah, but his stuff is dope. I want to no. know who his editor is. So check this out. I was watching this video where 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 he's he's sitting down and he's talking about how he became the Fresh Prince and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm listening to his. I'm like, damn, dude. Like he's lit. Like this is. This just goes back to like reassuring me, like how big of a platform the internet is. You know yeah. what I mean? And how how big like you look at like the Joe Rogan podcast or the H3H3 podcast and how they get so much attention versus what the mainstream television gets now right that you have no choice but to go directly to your audience right well you know to 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 caveat that is now like everybody with social media you should do lives yeah so many people are shy you know in front of the camera that's how often fine. You do you go live you don't huh how often do you go live every majority of the time when i shoot i try to you know and i'm not i'm not a stickler for 
not having you know what my settings are. You know what I mean? So it's like I will shoot just because I'll get people ask me questions. Yo, like, why is your ISO so high and how are you, you know what I mean? And I'll be like, oh, because of this. And then they'll go, oh, and then I'll be like, and I shoot Sony. So what? how do you feel about people getting, okay, because like, you know, like, let's just say you've been doing this for a shit ton and you're getting paid a lot of money and you've been doing it for 15 years and somebody copies your light setup, right? Would you be mad or do you think it's always going to turn out different? We all copy people's light setups. Yeah, there's, there's no, no way to, diagram. There's no new there's way of lighting anything. No everything has way. Everything has this is how you know nothing. Not Chuck. unless you have yeah. like a helicopter and you put an LED panel on the top of it and you fly it over like a parking uh -huh. lot. And then you just wait for the, the light to hit the model and you take the picture and go, I lit that with a helicopter. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, just, but I'm I mean, just saying it from a standpoint where I've known people who are very, like you said, it's a competitive market. Mm -hmm. And people think like, oh, if he learns my settings, if he learns my lighting, he's going to basically beat me out which i think is completely false well I, I know a lot of people who think like that for the, sure the problem with that is stagnant when you stay in one place mm -hmm. if you find something if you find your niche that's perfectly fine but evolve on that you know what i mean exactly. like don't 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 sit there and go oh i found it and then you just stick in it there's photographers there's influencers out there that uh a lot of people a lot of people will uh i don't even know why you're smiling i don't even want to i don't <laughs> want to know why you're smiling um but there are a lot of people out there who get in that rut and then they get known for that that's perfectly fine and then here comes all the bandwagon people and they start doing all that same style and then every single you know feature page or whatever has nothing but that style or that you know and, and it's it's literally you know every now and then you kind of like need to back up and unfollow and and just you want to know what I can't stand real quick man uh oh I can't this is a little keem rant I have a keem rant what I can't stand is when people hoard locations like you know they what I mean tell you where the location like, is if, yeah I mean look so somebody will find like a dope location right. they'll do a cool little photo shoot right images are cool right and then you ask them like yo where did you shoot that i would love to kind of see what i can do with that right right and then they're like oh actually i, I don't you know that's kind of my own location I have, i've known a couple of photographers to do that and i can't stand that bro that's when it, you call mother earth on the hotline and you go mother earth i just want to know if this person you can find them at this ig yeah. address did they buy this area yeah do they have a license for this area it, it, do it, they it, have it comes down to a to uh if i you know i don't want to give you my location because that's my trademark like no dude like if i found a dope location and i did a photo shoot and then somebody asked me yo where did you shoot that i want to shoot there i'll gladly give you the location and i'll tell you why too i'll give you that location because i want to see if you can do a better job see but a lot of people don't no, think no, no, like no, that no. a lot you of people are afraid it, it's not about seeing if you can do a better job it's let me see what you can create no, yeah, no, no, well, you know, it's yeah, not about, okay, okay, it's not okay. about, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and that's, that, that's exactly. Team was just in the rant. <laughs> I was just in no, the rant, no, that, yeah. that, And that's fine, but that's the I'm thing about ignorant. it is. I'm speaking ignorant, that's, man. That's, no, and that's fine, though, because, you know, a lot of the times when it comes to, uh, to doing that, you know, you want to, for the locations, no one's going to shoot the same shot. Yeah. The light's going to be different every single, you know what I mean? So here, here's the location. Go have fun. Because they probably don't have the same common knowledge or technical knowledge you do in regards to ISO mm -hmm. or shutter or aperture or 
I'm gonna go there for a split second. They shoot Canon or Nikon. Yeah. So when it comes to when it comes Jesus. to when this it comes video was to not sponsored by Sony, guys. <laughs> we won't talk about what you're filming with, but All uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to that, you know, <clears throat> it, it's it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be the exact same picture as everybody else. Right. You know. Yeah, I I I I I preach this all all day, man. Like That's I, I petty. can I can I can go ahead and look at a, a photo on Pinterest and try to recreate it. Nine times out of ten, it does not come out the nope. same. There's nope. almost no way. No. Nope. And I'm you and I have done this where we where we've looked at an image and we've challenged ourselves to recreate it, mm -hmm. and it you you don't know how they created that image. You know, mm -hmm. like they could have had a completely different situation, mm -hmm. maybe not even using studio lights. You know what I mean? Yep. And it, yeah, I mean, it could have been a consistent down. light with a couple of bounce cards, and we're sitting yeah. there going, "Okay, we're going to put this up here, and we're yeah. going to do this over here, and we're going to do this." Well, because then, the thing is, not even it's not even how you shoot it; it's how you light it, how you shoot it, how you prepare for it, how you uh, process it in post production. Mm -hmm. All that comes into play, mm -hmm. and and I, that's one that's one thing I do like about photography is how no one will ever be able to exactly replicate your style one hundred percent because that's always going to be it's always going to be different. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I mean, if we're talking about trends, you know, people can go ahead and mm -hmm. try to do the. Like you said, the string lights, the the, the neon colors. I think it's all fun, in my well, opinion. See, that's why I went into like the drone area. You know what I mean? Well, let's and talk so, about that. You know, I went into the drone area because not too many people could get that perspective. People don't look at. They always ask me all the time. So how do you how do you shoot that? All it is is a camera with propellers on it. <laughs> so how do you shoot with a camera? Because if you're dope and you shoot with a camera, mind you, you can't throw an 85 on there. A 7200 thing's not going to take off. But if you already know what your aperture is and you know what, you know, so the Mavic has a 24 millimeter and it's 2.8, you know, okay, 24 millimeter, 2.8. I can achieve, you know, X, Y, and Z with this. I know what my limitations are, you know what I mean? And that's where you, you start from. That's your starting point. That's your launch pad. You know, so like with some of the shots, um, some of the portraits I did from Ariel, aspect shooting straight down yeah. um you know it's shadow play and it's lighting so i would just wait until the sun got to a certain point because now here i have a long shadow and then also the the you know let's say the basketball post or you know whatever has a long shadow now it's creating these lines then you put the model in the middle now notice i said that last yeah because i'm looking at the frame then you put the model in the middle and then you make them part of that and then you know and then people are like, well, man, how you do that that's super interesting how you how you use a drone to take photos because I cause we've had a drone for two 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 three years now. Pretty long time. We've only used it ever for, for video, video. Mm -hmm. and we've never like I know there's a there's a button on there that you can use to snap photos, there's but a I never once on there to, to use to snap photos. photos. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Something wrong? No, it's just it's Andrew. It's, no, <laughs> damn! Like, oh, oh hold on a second. Damn, like, you might want to uh, back off the microphone, Chuck. You just sorry. pop like a. I'm <laughs> saying. I'm about to go deaf up in here. He's probably clear, clearing his nose. Uh, so, no, you didn't say anything wrong, but that's the mentality. Yeah. Oh, there's a button there for me to take pictures. Yeah. Well, take pictures. You know what I mean? It's like with the panoramics that I do, like the one of San Francisco, right, with all the piers and everything. Uh, that's 19 images sitting out at Alcatraz, looking back at San Francisco yeah. with both bridges in the frame and just sitting there and being patient and going, psh, click, psh, click, psh, click, psh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Dude, I've flown my drone over like military bases. Okay. I've flown well, it on the strip. 
Just kidding. He, he never did. Allegedly. I don't know what you're talking Allegedly. about. Allegedly. It depends Allegedly. on what strip, though. It could have been a strip of pavement. It could have yeah. been a strip. True, it was true. on the Las Vegas Boulevard strip. Allegedly. You're supposed to put allegedly before allegedly the alleged statement. <laughs> allegedly on the, bo- on the Las Vegas Boulevard oh, strip. Oh, man. I remember when you could do that, but you can't do it now. No, they, they have a GPS. They, you know, disabled. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Well, the dude. thing that's unfortunate, though, a lot of people don't understand. They're like, oh, why can't, you know, 80% of the city's non-flyable, you know? But it's like, like duh. if you, well, you know what the, mis- you know what it, why is because the location. Al-Qaeda. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you remember from allegedly to, yo, dude, I'm like, We're okay, just you know what? Um, I think the sushi restaurant closes it. No, just kidding. So, <laughs> no, the reason is because of the location of the airport. That's the thing that really, like, the people that, you know, are really passionate about dronography or, or droniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I think I just made one up. Yeah. Like that. That's your new hashtag right so, there. So, uh, um, Terrible. is the fact that, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I couldn't think of a comeback quick enough. Darn it. <laughs> Hopefully my eyes showed it. No. So, the location of the airport is the main thing because you have a five mile radius, it's a no fly zone. And so that includes Cosmo, that includes MGM, that includes Manley Bay, that includes like all the, you know, all the ones that are colorful that you want to get. Because if you go past that, you have Caesars, but then who really cares about the Venetian or, you know, aesthetically, you know, yeah. as far as far as like the lights yeah, and stuff like true. that. So, and then the other thing too, is if you noticed all the heights of the buildings in Las Vegas or on the strip go to a certain point for the simple fact that they don't want it to cross into the flight paths of the actual planes. So yeah. if you ever watch planes land and take off, then um, not saying that I have. I have better stuff to do, but Allegedly. I have. Allegedly. 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 But nice. um, the flight patterns and everything of the planes is what also creates the no-fly zones too because yeah. you don't want to get in the way of a plane. Because I always see I mean? those uh, the touring, the helicopters mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ooh. I don't want to hit, but there, there has to be a way you can fly, if you call in, right? You think there? If you probably called in and really, if like, you're if you're commercially so, licensed yeah, and you contact, mean. yeah, if you contact McCarran's, you know, tower, mm-hmm. and you put a request in, and then you tell them this is what you, because a lot of people don't realize all you have to do is simply say, you know, okay, I plan on flying from this time to this time at this height. Yeah. You know. Just so they know they're not going to be You know, in that then area. they can tell you, okay, they can look at their flight pattern. They know what planes are coming in. They know when flights are taking off, all that kind of stuff. I you guess know. we'll reroute that airplane from Malaysia, basically, right? Man, you are just <laughs> on one today, aren't you? He just lost it at the end. <laughs> I want to start some shiz tonight, bro. Dude, it's like a oh, bad episode of CNN. <laughs> the, uh, Too much Alex Jones. No, just play it. Uh, no, so that's, that's what a lot of people don't Keep get. Alex Jones. You know? That's, no, I know I'm not gonna do it. I know you're trying to get a reaction, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Fill me in here, cause I'm just like the guy. No, going, you know how I look. You can't hear it on on. You you don't have headphones on, so you won't be able to tell. But because of the compressor that we have now, the whenever we talk, like the the sound gets quiet immediately after you talk, and it sounds just like Alex Jones. And I do this impersonation of him. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it at the beginning. Yeah. No. It's, no. not, it's not that bad. Oh, my God. It's not that bad. I think you're true. Don't be cocky, bro. Anyways, bro, we're completely off topic. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. You were saying. That is not my fault. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say it was your fault, Andrew. <laughs> Stop looking you, at the CNN feed right now while you're. I'm not looking at CNN. I know. Talking about Bitcoin now. Oh, here <laughs> we go. 
games. I feel like, dude, you know what is funny is like in every episode, I've always like, I always mention that. Mention it. I'm gonna, always someone's mention gonna, that. Someone, someone, someone's gonna make a compilation of every single episode. When I just, now let's talk about Bitcoin. Someone, you pointed it at me. You got to do I? something on this podcast, bro. Damn. Deep, right? Who's wearing the bright shirt in the family, though? I know. He is He is the head. I like that. Headmaster. I like that one. <laughs> you said headmaster. Anyways, back to what you were talking about, man. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> no, but a lot of people don't understand that. So, you know, the, the, the jumping to conclusions and stuff about that, you know, it's like, oh, you're not allowed to fly here. You can't fly that high. Or you can't, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that people don't know. Why you don't know, you get cert- Are you certified? Not yet. Are you going yeah. soon? Yes. I'm definitely trying to do that soon too. Yeah. Next three months. Is it uh, pretty difficult learning like, you know, all the information that they want you to? Not really. Learn? I have friends that have taken the test and they said like 67% of the test is like stuff that has to do with planes. Yeah. So the big argument in the hobbyist community is like, why do we need to know what the melting, freezing point of dew on a wing at 20,000 feet? have to do with anything yeah the, the, the now laws, that's that's just what i've heard the laws i don't are know kind of, if that's the laws are a little weird man because they're they actually have courses for for it at csn yeah which is weird i'm like it should be something that i go on dji's website to schedule it, it should be like an apple store for this stuff but does that make you that much car. closer to getting like an actual pilot's license meaning like you can probably learn how no to i have a couple friends that are pilots mm-hmm. that are actual pilots and uh they're in the private sector and they only had to answer like 20 questions or something like that <laughs> that doesn't make any sense and they've like aced all of them plane. you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah you know because they it's it's you know it's it just has to the difference between uav and and you know you're flying an actual yeah. plane that's but you have test. more experience because you know you know altitude bearings all those different kind of things and stuff high and so <laughs> i don't know smacking dust I mean, out the air amelia Earhart should have taken a course <laughs> man you are on one today has your 360 camera been recording this whole time? No, it actually shut off. <laughs> yeah, I heard. As soon as you, you want to back off that microphone real quick, yeah. soon as you started. For me, my bad. Andrew, oh. I think you set his microphone to be super loud, so when he gets up to it. Hey, Kim, you know what's a beautiful thing? What? The, the, the soundboard's like right near your knees, and if you can just. Oh, yeah, huh? Mic down. Well, which channel is he? Shit, I forgot. It's just, okay, so anyway, just where's my him. where's my sweet spot? Like right here. You're good right there. Just don't okay, yell. Okay, cool. I just <laughs> just don't yell. There you go. There you go. You got Andrew the. They start mom. dubbing his voice like an Asian dub movie. Coming yeah. from an Asian. No, it's not a it's not a racist thing. It's just funny. It's yeah. You know how it's always. I'd understand sync. if like Keem was like you know we make it like. Yeah. What? What's what's the guy's name? I forgot the guy's name. I can't remember the movie either. Okay. Talk about Kung Pao? Delete. Kung Pao uh, the movie? No, not Kung Pao the movie. Oh. This is all going on everything. So <laughs> we can't delete shit. We can't rewind we're, shit. It's yeah. out there, bro. Man. It's out there. Sorry, y'all. It's um, no AC in the house. We're just getting cooked up right I now. I really want to take a sip of this water. No, do it, man. But go for it. For go sure. for it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to sit here and all of a sudden you hear... That's fine. Well. That's fine. One last thing I wanted to talk about, actually, guys, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing the sound effects for that, bro? That Jeez. was me, bro. <laughs> All right. Before we close this out, I want to do kind of like we'll have one one last question for you. Mm. Are you currently working on anything? Uh, are, are you working on anything or working towards anything? Because I know that I know. 
from personal experience with you, you're kind of like big out here in the you know Vegas community. You're you're all about bringing people together and just like you did with the sweet shoots. Mm. Um, and you know, uh, I know you've worked with like, uh, you know, the, I don't know if it was the Insta meets or the vibe meetups or whatever six it was, shooters. right. The six shooters. Mm. Is there anything you're currently working on working towards to kind of like in that direction? No. Boom. <laughs> Question answered. No, no. Well, last thing too. Like, I like no. That. And the only reason, oh. the only reason I say that is because it's, 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 um, I was all Chuck, bro. <laughs> what was it that you said? Chuck, what, what was it that you said? Because I was about to say something. You just started talking again. I said, oh, fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, happened multiple, that's, that's what happened every time me and him get in a conversation, and I'll start talking over him. Oh, okay. Fuck, <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> Alright, what, what was the question you had from, or was he already answered? No, no, no. I was, uh, I was gonna say that last thing you always say too. But you, no, complete what you were gonna say. Yeah, something about like completed, Andrew. Completed piece of shit. <laughs> Golly, you all right, bro? You like crying? Pass, he's about to pass out over there. <laughs> we really need my an eyes, AC bro. It's salt. If we can get sponsored by an AC unit company, that'd be great. Yeah. Or fans. Or f- no, because fans Let's go get the little desk fan. Well, yeah, it blows yeah. around. It's just not really. Yeah. Or like ice vest that we could put in the fridge and just like wear them. <laughs> 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 We're going to look like uh, who, who the two guys from Saturday Night Live. We're going to pump you up. You know, they're bringing the two guys with the big. You know what I'm talking no. about? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a show back in 1982? Well played. All right. Closing remarks. Do you have any advice for any new shooters out there? Um, that you want to kind of help guide them in. Uh, I know you're a big Sony advocate, big Road of Life, uh, you know, advocate. advocate. <laughs> uh, soon to be, soon to be, and, and bother. I'm, I'm, Let, I'm, I'm putting that out there. I'm putting that out there. Andrew's gonna be a ambassador for mm, Road of Life. I'd love to. And the next time he comes on here, he's gonna be one already. I'd love to. And he's gonna get us a sponsor and a lot of money. Boom. So the answer is I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to answer something here. You can you can look at me. You can look at Chuck. You can look at your camera. You can look at your 360 camera, but it's not on. <laughs> it's going to be some good 360. I'll actually send that to you so you guys can post it. The beginning? Yeah, in our 2D video. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you fucking one up in us. But do you have something for the kids out there, bro? What are you trying to say? No, I'm just kidding. Um, For the kids out there. <laughs> Oops. Well, I mean, everybody's damn. a kids to you, bro. That's what I was kidding. Are you like fifty? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yo, you damn. agreed to be on here, bro. You agreed. To, you knew somebody's paying you knew, for my meal. You knew Chuck. Sorry, dog. I didn't mean yeah. it like that. I was just like, yeah, that's fucked. My bad. Just <laughs> a kid. Take it away. When it comes to paying attention or like learning, like yeah. all the new people, yeah, don't care what other people think. It's so easy to say that, you know what I mean. But then it also it depends on the demographic, it depends on the age group, it depends on peer pressure, it depends on your community, it depends on the people you surround yourself with. Stop surrounding yourself with people that you feel need to lift you up in an ego way. Mm-hmm. Constantly, oh, you girl, you look good. Oh my God, you look so great. Oh my, you know, da 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 da. You know, be the better self of yourself, you know, and to constantly education is key. 
you know, knowledge is power. I mean, it, it literally is, I'm not trying to go into, you know, that direction, but as far as that's concerned, the more you know about, so many people don't know about their camera and Sony's are intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Canon's, you know, and Nikon and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of buttons. You know, you get into a, into a cockpit, stop smiling. I'm trying to be serious. If you get into a <laughs> cockpit of a plane, there's a whole bunch of buttons and everything, but that one where you could just go, whoop, that moves the damn plane. Right. It's the same mentality when it comes to photography. That button up top, press it. See what happens. You don't like it, figure out how to change it, and, and just constantly better yourself, challenge yourself. You know, mm-hmm. Don't do the same thing that everybody else does. If you do, don't post it. If you do, that's your choice by all means. No disrespect. But at the same time, find that middle point. <laughs> what? You got to stop laughing, bro, because I was, bro, I was concentrated on what he was Why saying, at and me, then dog? you start laughing. I didn't you... laugh. I was just smiling. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I saw you out of my peripherals. I was just laughing because he said, never mind. Just keep going. What did it say? Um, I kind of forgot what you said, but it made me, it made me smile. <laughs> he said, don't don't care about what anybody else is doing. Don't you, What you essentially said was, don't listen to my advice, because at the end of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do. But learn. And don't copy people. Pretty much. There we go. Learn your camera. That's if, what you're that's gonna, if you're going to spend money, people, you know, walk around and, and I know a couple photographers that rented lenses, you know, to show up at places and look like they were like the coolest people on the block. Yeah. Where where where, where, where they do that at? Like, I want to know. Like, it's like, okay, so you put a 70 to 200 on a crop sensor lens. That's a full-frame lens. I mean, full-frame lens on a crop sensor. Show up to a location that the farthest away from a model you will get is four feet. Yeah. Are you doing, like, uh, plastic surgery pictures and you're showing how the nose was fixed? Or are you doing, like, what are you taking pictures of 70 to 200 at four feet away? Yeah versus you know actually getting the nifty 50 if you will or a 35 or you know I, when i bought the 28 that i have you know I, I had people they were like why'd you buy a 28 i'm like it's an f2 and they're like why'd you buy a 28 i'm like it's an f2 so then that way if i wanted a lot for me if i want a lot in the frame which is more than 35 right then i can still get in and get a nice little soft, you know, background and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. and then plus, I'm also the the person who doesn't go and buy the 24 to 70. Go to buy the 7200. Go to buy. I want to find that odd lens, you know, that, and then try to make stuff work out of it. You yeah. Know, which, which then you're forcing yourself to think outside the box of 24 or, you know, 35 or, and that's perfectly fine. There's a reason those work, but. You know, yeah, I, I've done that before. Like, challenged myself. Like, just use like a one millimeter or what? What? What is it called? One focal, focal length. length. I would love. Wait, but what? Like, just like, oh, I just took my eighty-five with me, and I'm only using my eighty-five yeah. tonight. And then it kind of like it does challenge you for yeah. sure. But yeah. you learn how to like, ooh, you can actually use it in this manner. And Chuck, Chuck is more speaking towards uh, 
because he shoots a lot of a lot of recurring events where it's always like the same event or the same kind of style, and mm -hmm. it's, he's forced to kind of make it different every single time. So what he'll do is he'll take one focal length with him, or he'll do something where like, okay, I can only shoot at this lens at this f-stop, mm -hmm. or I can only shoot at this ISO, mm -hmm. cannot go above it, right? Mm -hmm. And he'll kind of like try, mm -hmm. force himself to challenge himself. Yep. To do something different. Yep. Every it, it, single it time. spices things up, you know what I mean, and it actually makes you, what is it like? It's critical thinking. Mm -hmm. So you're actually using a lot more. Like it took me a while to figure out when in video. Like to use that, uh, what depth, 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 like, you know, like having like panning, like from this, like you can just pan. It's cool. But if you have something in the frame, it makes, I don't know. It in the foreground yeah, and the focus. Foreground. And then you go to the, whatever the background Not even is. in focus, just have it in there. You know what I mean? Oh, it yeah, gives yeah, yeah. it something. Oh, so you're it saying, you're talking depth. about using, using, using depth or dimension mm -hmm. in your frame. Yeah. yeah. It's Easily. like, I've learned, a, I've learned a lot just by like trying new things and just. But it's also been, I can't even lie, like some nights, like I forget lenses and I'm like, damn, I don't have the right lenses. And then I'm like, I just oh, got this break? tonight. <laughs> no, nah, that's never happened. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to like, you have to challenge yourself, mm -hmm. you know, shoot portraiture, you know, with a 28. They're going to be like, wait, what? You know, huh? Like, where do I put them in the frame? You yeah. know, because there's so much headspace. It's so much. And it's like, okay, then you're get closer. Yeah. You know, there's this lens that I still have that I got with the NEX 5, the Sony NEX 5, and it's a 16 millimeter 2.8. Fish eye, basically. No, no. And so it's, a, it's what they call the pancake lens. Mm -hmm. And it's still, that lens still to this day, and I got this camera seven years ago, that lens still to this day is $250. And I never understood why that lens was still two hundred. Why it was two hundred fifty dollars? As I started to learn lenses, and I, as I started to learn focal lengths, I go, "Oh, damn! It's a sixteen two point eight. That makes sense because that's like a landscape lens. That's an architecture lens. That's a you know what I mean. You get so much Dang, in the that's frame. Pretty, that's pretty cheap. Is that a crop sensor or is that a full frame crop lens? sensor? It's crop oh, okay. sensor. Yeah, the pancake a, lens for the NAX five. So it would work on the sixty three hundred. It would work on you know 6, like five hundred. I have a fourteen two point eight. That that yeah. guy, I got was six hundred bucks. Yeah, but the that's 14? crazy. Yeah, but the fourteen's a little odd though. Sixteen's yeah. a little more common. Well, it's kind of like the ten to what is that? The ten to twelve, I think they just came out with. Which one? From which company? Sony. Sony ten to twelve. And it's like a ten to twelve that's or ten. Like, ten to fourteen. Ten to something like that. Yeah. yeah. Ten to ten. You know, yeah. you're like on a safari in Africa, and you're trying to get everything. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> one of the persons that I kind of noticed. Is one of my favorite portrait photographers, Jessica Kobesi, and she does she does a lot of her portraiture with a wider angle, which is weird. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to me, yeah. Because I'm used I, to I, shooting portraiture on a 50, 85, 105. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, she's she's freaking dope. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I saw her using the wide, I'm like, oh, it's that's you're you're able to include a lot, a lot more into your frame, and that's something that me like I didn't really notice I could do until I saw started seeing her her work. It's the whole uh, tripod mentality. You think the minute you lift the camera up, all of a sudden you have to stop and stay where you are to take the picture. And so, so many people don't step back two steps or step forward two steps. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden then the lens makes sense, especially if it's something that's odd. You know, I've given people my 14 2.8 Rokinon and then they see the, the bending and like all that stuff and they go, um, how, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, stop thinking portraiture. Because if you put the person's face in the middle, it's going to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shoot architecture. You're going to get this to this, 
you know, there's a forum shop shot that I did that I literally was sitting on the floor, almost laying down. And I had the, the lens to where in the bottom of the frame, it was where the fountain is. And the top of the frame was up. The top of the frame was like <laughs> above me, you know, and, and it got all in one picture. I mean, all in one shot. So it's just knowing how to uh, find the weakness. You know, they say, which I still haven't found yet. But I don't know, you guys are a little more technical. But every lens has a sweet spot. Every lens has a sweet spot. And I, have, I haven't researched that because I think yeah. that's just a little too... Are you talking about in regards to, like, distance Focus? from... Distance? And I'm saying in regards to, like, it's the, it, the lens creates the best image at that point. So if it's a focus ring and you turn it to a certain point right there... Is what because every lens, even though they look the same, you know, everything that's inside, it could be millimeters off or it could be the cut or it could be, you know, whatever. Yeah. It could be anything. And it literally would have. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Unless you're the Sony 18 to 105 lens, then you're just trash. That lens is trash, bro. Bro. I, I don't know if you've, if you, have you used it before? Are we doing a bashing side to, to, to the live too? Because. <laughs> Just that, no, just, everything else that Sony makes is great. Is that the that one you lens? got? Yeah, bro. Oh, it's so soft. I hope it's just not broken. I hope it's just the lens. But Damn, no. he sounds like it's a like an injured it's animal. It's a, it's a personal no, thing. No, I'm saying him. He's like, oh, oh it's okay. You see okay. how mad he is right now? Like, yeah. It's okay. It's no like, joke, it's bro. soft. That's why it's I bought the 24 to 70 G Master. I finally figured out that lens right there. Boom, looking right at me. Yeah, beautiful lens. Beautiful. Finally. Real quick. It took you a minute to get that through your head, though. Hey, real quick. Because remember, it was, it was just that first week. Huh? It was just that first week I was frustrated. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, and it was because I was shooting low light. What's yeah. your favorite lens? Last question. Ooh. Or I don't know how many more questions. <sighs> what scenario? Um, All around? All around. My All fifty, around. My Zeiss 55 Hey, that's Chuck's favorite lens, too. Yeah. yeah. And it's your favorite lens, too, Doc. Yeah. My favorite is the 24 to 70 now. It's your favorite lens. My favorite lens prime broke. is the 5518. Yeah. Yeah. 50 what? My favorite prime is the 5518. You know yeah. the lens I still want to get, even though they've made a better version of it, is the uh, Batis. Hold on a second. No. The Batis 81 point. The Batis 85 1.4. Yeah. That's a dope lens. A lot of people don't know Zeiss. Or Zeiss. No, Batis. Zeiss. Yeah. yeah, but it's a Battis. Sony mount. It's a Sony yeah. mount. Sony oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know shit. I don't know. I think I saw Jason Jason Lanier do a comparison of that one and the regular. Uh, 85, 18. Yeah. Personally, I didn't see it that well, big. you go 1 4 to 1 8. No, yeah. it's actually, no, it is a 1 8. No, no never mind. It's, it it's a 1 8. Yeah, I don't think it's a 1 yeah. 4. But they, they, they hurt. But it's like an extra $1,000. Mm-hmm. Because it's ice, it's ice glass, excuse me. Yeah, I think the, the, the 55 1 8 is the must have Zeiss lens. A lot of the times when it comes to Zeiss too, or when it comes to those type of glass, like your L lenses on Canon and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. people use on their Sony bodies, you know, you have to also think of the platform that you shoot for. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to, you know, like we all, all have a seven R twos, you know what I mean? And we're shooting portraiture with 42.4 millimeters, mm-hmm. megapixels, sorry, millimeters, megapixels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are we trying to put the stuff on the side of the wind? You know what I mean? It's way too much megapixels for for what we do. Yeah. The advantage, croppability, being able to, you know what I mean? But there's also a lot for people who don't know what they're doing or people who haven't shot enough. There's way too much space there for mistakes. You yeah. You know what I mean? But the because thing then, is, I, 
No, but where I was going with that really quick, where I was going with that was that um, in shooting with that, you know, like like a 24 versus 24 megapixels versus 42 is that uh, if you're posting on social media, no one's going to be able to tell what the hell you shot with. You can shoot with A7S2 and exactly. shoot at 12 megapixels. Exactly. It's kind of like mean, the video world, like a lot of people don't know. Once it hits YouTube or Facebook, the compression is so much that a lot of it like doesn't even matter. Yep. When you the bit rate and all that. Yeah. But a lot, a lot and whatnot, of, yeah. A lot of people it. don't know the difference between sRGB and, a, uh, and Adobe RGB. And social media is sRGB, not Adobe RGB. So when you shoot Adobe RGB, you edit Adobe RGB, and then you post to an sRGB platform, your colors are going to be off. And what do people complain about? No, that red is not. No, it's supposed to be a maroon. Yeah. So can you give everybody a quick tip on maybe how to fix that? Uh, shoot sRGB. Okay. Yeah. How? Is that just in? You just change it in the camera. Okay. Yeah. You can, and, and then when you if edit. If the intent is to post to social dude dude let's get real but everybody's in tennis i know i know but i'm just saying so if you're if you're gonna go if you're going to print you're doing metal you're doing acrylic you're doing stuff like that you know what i mean then depending on the printer that you're using and depending on you know all that stuff they're gonna tell you oh make sure it's adobe you know what i mean or they will tell you what their printers print at Mm -hmm. and then you simply you know accommodate that but you know, a lot of people don't know that simple rule right there, sRGB versus Adobe RGB, is literally the game changer in regards to people going, why does your skin look like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why does this look like that? Okay, that outfit isn't, you know, so from the stylist complaining to the model complaining to the makeup artist complaining, you know, and yeah. it all has to do with... For sure. Oh, another quick tip. If you're if you're shooting something that's going to get printed, you edit in CMYK. Mm-hmm. Boom. Depending on the printer. Depending on the printer, too. No, I'm just saying. That's not what I heard. I heard it's always CMYK. Yeah, but I mean, depending on the printer. The quality of the printer, let's put it that way. Does Sony have any printers? I don't know. Canon (laughs) Canon has printers. Printers are always shit. But I'm saying, like, if, if, because Canon Canon cameras are big on uh, Adobe RGB, right? Right. So I would assume the printers are are too. Are they? I don't know. Yeah, what I used to have a 6D, it was always preset to Adobe RGB or whatever it was. Hmm. sRGB was never something I'd go into. Right. But, yeah, there you go. Good? (laughs) What was that? that? I was moving the microphone. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I guess I think that that about pretty much wraps it up, man. man I don't know. That's the long one. Longest one. Probably the longest podcast we did, man. Hour and 42 minutes. Ooh, there we go. We're gonna are give there, you. Are, uh, there, are there people still watching? Uh, George is watching. Oh, cool. He said, uh, "Shout out to George." <laughs> and he doesn't want you back. Shout out to George. Hey, um, he he said, "Ask him if his camera can shoot pores." What does that mean? Oh, that's an inside joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's an inside joke. Okay. Not for the morning dinner. No, no, no. It, it, okay, so. Um, oh, the skin textures. How you love skin yeah. textures. No, he was talking about pores. So there was. Uh, I was recently commissioned to do a uh, several shoots, and the person who uh, commissioned me to shoot uh, was used to their past photographer uh, used a uh, either a phase one, so a hundred megapixel camera, right? And so they would Is that always a Hasselblad. Say, yeah, so they would always they would always always say, uh, um, you know, that they could zoom in and you could see the pores. So now the inside joke is. 
you know, oh, I can't see the pores. You know, so now, in the, actually in the last two shoots, uh, now you can see the pores. So they're kind of, you know, they're, they're going, oh, that's pretty interesting. I'm like, yeah, 42.4 megapixels versus 100 megapixels. 100, yeah. You're more than welcome man. to I buy can, me I, a I can see dollars camera, though? I can see pores on an A7R2. I know. But I'm just saying, like, in regards to, you know, if I'm stepping back, uh, I think one of the shoots I was probably 10 feet away from the subject. So, you know, it's... Pixel-wise, that would be, that'd be like, what, seven... 100 megapixels would almost be like 1400 by i think like 10,000 that yeah yeah like but you could see you could see pores big, yeah. you could see pores you could put little miniature people in there and like put water in, and then you can have them like diving into it and it looked like a you know that was on the, the on the long side the a7r2 is for 42 megapixels 2. 4, yeah and it's uh 8000 pixels so we're talking about more than twice that yeah Almost two and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're, yeah, we're looking crazy, at bro. almost 20,000 pixels. Wow. That's, that's got to be like a gigabyte image right there, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I think that about wraps it up, man. Did you want to have it? Do you have any closing re- last closing remarks? Look at that nostril flare. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Plug is, it, is his gate on? Is this because I can't hear anything from his microphone. <laughs> Damn, you hella quiet, bro. No, because I was like trying to read your like body language because I was waiting to see if either one of you were going to cut me off with the oh, like, some... don't listen to my body language. Those are my words. I ain't, he ain't no damn model, bro. You ain't taking photos of him. <laughs> Want to take pictures of me, bro? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> wow. Well, this has been the morning dinner. Uh, Hold on a second. Wow. Let me say this, though. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me Ten just... second time over here. Let me, let me, let me say one thing real quick. There's. <laughs> There have been creators in the past that have tried to do something like what you guys are doing, and they get frustrated with it, you know, and they give up. I'm not going to say they give up, but they get sidetracked, and then they go to something else just because of the workload that's required to be able to do something like this. A lot of people don't realize there's three cameras here that are set up, you know what I mean? You have three audio inputs. You have the post-editing. You have all that kind of stuff. You know, that takes a lot of motivation, ambition, and then loyalty, you know what I mean, to your craft and then also to your passion. So one thing I do want to do is commend you guys on everything that you're doing because if you stick with it, I don't think this city has anything like this, and it could go places. So the reward's down the road, but it's a very long road. But at the same time, in that road, you will become better and you will evolve and you'll get to the point where it's going to be something that that i think uh a lot of people are going to try to imitate thank you you know what i mean and so it's it's really it's really dope what you guys are doing i've watched every single podcast and and this is not a sponsored video and so uh (laughs) you know and and it's it's every single one has gotten better you know the subjects that you guys have the character i mean the people that you have uh, all the different you know things that they do yeah uh, is super dope and in the end at the end of each podcast if everybody gets a chance to watch every single one, it all comes back to through the thick and thin. If you have a passion for something, stick to it. Because yeah. in the end, it will reward itself. You know what I mean? And whether or not your reward is money, whether or not your reward is fame, whether or not your reward is being able to take care of your family or get more gear or just be, or, happy. Or just be happy, it will reward itself. You know what I mean? Real talk. Thanks, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Our, our goal for this podcast was essentially to – Cause there's a lot of creative people, a lot of a lot of cool people out here in Vegas that we personally both know, and just kind of like, like Jonathan was one of my one of one of my top favorite uh, podcast episodes to film, and it's just because of how 
how his kind of life has been structured and how how he got to where from where he was to where he is now mm-hmm. i think so that's that's a story that not a lot of people get to hear mm-hmm. and and for me it's like we were, we're we're both videographers we have our technical knowledge in how to start a podcast and we've always wanted to because we listen to podcasts all day you know, uh, that was one of our goals was to kind of like just kind of help spread the word on local. It, th- it doesn't matter if you're a creative, if you're a business, on you know, entrepreneur, if you're, a, uh, you know, teacher, mogul, whatever, whatever it is you do. If you have a if you have something to say that people can benefit from, we want to have you on here, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost ten thousand dollars to go see it. No, exactly. exactly. It's, it's completely it's open source, man. It's you out know? there. You know, we, we provide every single episode for free uh, on all streaming platforms. And then we it, we upload the video to YouTube, man, yeah. you know, um, we have we have a couple people lined up for for the future episodes and I th- yeah it's gonna it's gonna get better man yeah yeah it's only gonna get better because we're just yeah we're just having fun and that's cool. what it's all about yep. it's just doing what we love and it's not really like um a job yeah so we're just having fun with it yeah man. That, that's one of the other things about this podcast is we want it to be as simple as possible for us to be able to replicate over and over again to where it doesn't become a job you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a a process that you know kind of like with the editing for the videos and everything we reduce that to a minimum a minimum so mm-hmm. we don't have to edit that much you know what i mean that right. way it doesn't become a job and we're like oh, okay well we've already filmed the episodes now we got to watch an hour or two hours of footage all over again and you know you know kind of do it that mm-hmm. way um but yeah thanks man yeah of course yeah, it means a lot man yeah. appreciate it for sure all right, well, we'll have we'll have you on again, and then uh, for everybody who's listening, we'll have your information down in the description, down in the show notes for all the audio streaming platforms. Uh, you guys can go check them out at, at Andrew Photo LV mm-hmm. on Instagram. Do you have a YouTube or anything like that, or a website? Not yet. Okay, no. well, we'll go check them out on Twitter or Twitter. Oh, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, I've got all my social medias go everywhere. Go check them out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on my a- AOL. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at AOL. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next morning dinner. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.